Hey everybody, welcome to the Nerds of Olympus podcast, episode 3. It's Tyler, back with my co-host Seth. Who I also hate you stuff, but... Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So We've been sitting here for an hour trying to record this stupid thing. Yeah, we've been having some technical difficulties. We got these new microphones, but I Very think common. we got it all figured out. <laughs> it's on your end, little, I love all of it on you. It's your audio output. Yeah. It's a little more complicated than I thought, which I thought it was just going to be, you know, like, plug and play, but it doesn't seem like that's the case. But, no, but I think it's all set now. When I got mine, it was like an hour of me trying to scroll through my computer setting, trying to find a computer setting that would help. Yeah, I think we're good now, though. So, um, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Um, we've gotten a, a lot of people watching episode one and two. We appreciate that. Um, one thing is we would really appreciate some feedback um, it's really hard to make changes and know what we're doing wrong and what we could do better without getting that feedback. So, you know, any feedback you have at all, any sort of comments, questions, concerns, criticisms, anything at all, please let us know. Don't hesitate to, to you know, either hurt our feelings or whatever, because I promise you won't be offended. Yeah, we just, we just want to know, like, well, how we can make this better and how we can improve this for you guys. So, um, yeah, um. Seth, do you have um, do you have any sort of news or anything this week? Uh, I didn't really see anything that was that much worth talking about. Like, I didn't really play any games or anything. Um, the only thing I saw I had found was an article from Kotaku about the Star Wars Visceral game. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, it's, it was just talking about how troubled it was, and it was just a complete disaster of a game, and the staff was having issues, and it was just it was just really bad. But I mean, that's you can go read about that from Jason Schreier himself because he's one, he's probably the the best game journalist there is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that I saw this week, um, and I don't even know if it's really news because it it was already announced, but it's just been I guess like officially confirmed that the Breath of the Wild DLC, the second DLC, will definitely be out this year, and they'll be announcing a release date soon. Um, some people were worried that because it's so late that it wasn't going to come out this year, but they basically confirmed that it will be out this year, so that's pretty cool. I mean, other than that, honestly, I didn't really see any other sort of, like, big news or anything. It's been kind of a quiet week since the last time we recorded, so... Yeah, I think it has been. Other than, like I said, all I have is Star- more Star Wars Rebels happened yesterday, and it was fabulous. But it's just... I think every episode they do is fabulous, so what do I know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then um, Super Mario Odyssey came out on Friday, um, which is... What is that now? Four days? Five days? At the time of recording this? Um, uh, I, do, I have a hard time talking about it just because it's... I'm, I definitely go against popular opinion that it's amazing. Um, I think it's I think it's okay. Um, I played through the main storyline. Um, I haven't like 100%ed it or done back, gone back and gone through everything yet, but I honestly don't know what all the, uh, all the praise is about. Um, I feel like the game probably deserves like a six, maybe seven out of ten. Um, You're gonna like drive away all our listeners here. I, I know, I know, and it, yeah, it's to me the game. The game isn't challenging. There's no, there was no part of the game where I felt like, like it was tough or that I couldn't figure something out. And I would say ninety five percent of the time, if you can't figure something out, throw your hat at it. And that's probably what you need to do. Like, if you're stuck on something, or if you don't, if you see something new, 
or something you haven't seen before, just throw your hat at it, and nine times out of ten, that's what you need to do. And to me, I just felt like that wasn't that wasn't like a cool a good way to like handle it. Like all the puzzles and whatnot, all have to do with your hat. Which I mean, I guess that's you know the gimmick of the game is you know you can throw your hat around and take control of stuff, which is really cool. You know, there's times when you're taking control of a T-Rex and stuff, which is cool, but they made the game every single thing you do has to do around throwing your hat on something and taking control of something or using your hat for something. And to me, that that got old because the only two buttons you need in the game are the A button or the B button and the Y button or the X button because the Y and the X button throw the hat and the A or the B jump. Other than that, you don't need really any other buttons because all you have to do is run around, jump, and throw your hat, and that's it. There's no... There's no, like, variation. Now, I mean, Mario games had never been super complicated as far as, like, you know, combat. But when the whole game is based around throwing your hat, like, it makes, like, fighting stuff not even really a thing. Like, you, you, you're walking around and you see a couple Goombas. Usually you'd have to go jump on their heads. Now you can just throw your hat at them and they die. So there's literally, you can just spam Y, throw your hat around, and run around and just... It's just... To me, the game wasn't challenging. It wasn't... It wasn't, like captivating or fun i mean it was fun but it wasn't it wasn't to me the game that i'd been reading reviews about these 96 out of 100 reviews 9 out of 10 9.5 out of 10 like all these reviews that i've been reading and i was hyped about to me the game didn't meet that and i know that's like i said against popular opinion and people are going to hate me now but to me that's just well, how i, I felt you, so at least you know i have this one yeah. bandwagon and also yeah. here's news i also forgot we could mention was Paris Games Week? Sony had their press conference and they showed another Last of Us two trailer. Brutal. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. I think I saw that trailer Brutal. yesterday, maybe maybe today. Brutal. I love it. I'm so yeah, happy. I, I like the Last of Us. I lo- actually I really loved the story, but I don't like the gameplay. And I so this time I probably ended up just watching all the cutscenes on YouTube. Wouldn't you? I think I played it at your house. Maybe I showed you at least part of it. Yeah, I mean, you played it when you came out yeah, for the summer. I, I love. I I need. I never did beat that game on grounded because I'm too impatient to play sneaky and smart. I just rather kill. Yeah. And you get like one. Bu- That's how I felt about playing, um, Zelda on Master Mode. It's a lot more about sneaking around and like stealing weapons instead of just like full on combat, which is like what I like to do. So I didn't even like Master Mode. So the ground is so hard because like you get like, a bullet. <laughs> it's like great. I, I don't have. I don't have the and yes, the other thing about the last of us is I feel like I never had any ammo. Like he was like, you're going to this hospital where you have, there's it's full of these enemies and you I have mean, six think, bullets. Like good luck. I mean, interesting. If you think that's bad, just put next to ground. It's like you get a bullet at the beginning of the game, and it's like you have this, make it last. It's like okay, cool. This bullet is your only bullet. Yeah. You have to dig it out of the head of all like, the zombies. Absurd. And like, but like, even like, even on, like the regular, I can kind of get why and they have like a regular difficulty and stuff because I'm sure there probably aren't any bullet making companies around or anything. So they probably it's good in ammo yeah. in general. Like most people that you kill, you get bullets from. They just don't have a lot. So I mean, I'm sure that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're listening to this right now and you just heard my Super Mario Odyssey review, please don't hate me. He's a face um, If you like the game, Fine. I <laughs> I appreciate the game for what it is. And to me, it just I maybe it's just because I just played through Breath of the Wild. I just to me it just it wasn't as good. It wasn't as fun. Um, I still think Nintendo did a good job with it. The game, like visually, it looks incredible. The best looking Mario game I've ever seen. It's incredible. Um, Storylines, it's goofy and funny. Um, I like the whole, I really I like the gimmick of the hat and throwing the hat on things. And 
I remember that it's in the first world you get to throw your hat on a dinosaur and walk around as this big T-Rex, which is super cool. To me, I just wish the game was like the puzzles were a little harder and the the boss fights were a little bit harder. That's that's really all I wish, and not every single puzzle was solved by just throwing your hat on it. But yeah. All right, then I guess other than that, it's time to talk about the Titans Curse. Percy Jackson and the Olympians, The Titans Curse, Book Three. <laughs> I'll be the first one to admit. To, I, I tried to figure out like what the Titans Curse was. I'm like, I'm a hundred pages in before I realized what it was because I'm an idiot. But you know, that's just <laughs> how I roll. So, Chandler, yeah, how, yeah. how do you want to do this? Like, um, you want to do how we did last time? Just go through page after page. Cause I definitely don't want to do that. No, I, I don't think that worked last time. I you think have, like, an hour and a half about a book, and like, is that not? <laughs> See, a monster is like probably the shortest book in the series we've been talking about Easily. for so long. Um, no, I think let's just start. What, what's your first My note? My first note was from page five. Okay. And I don't know what I mean by this. All I agreed it for a second. Oh, the manipulation of the. And I would. 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 And I wish. I wish. Okay. You want to talk about that a little bit? Like she uses it to kind of get past Doctor Thorne and. Mrs. Gotch, Gotschalk, or Miss Gotschalk, and she uses it, like, she snaps her fingers, like, a gust of what? wind goes through, and they just, like, it's kind of kind of how the Star Wars uses the Force to manipulate weak minds, kind of. It's interesting that that she can she can manipulate the mist on Dr. Thorne, who's a manticore, you know, well, a monster, think, and she can still I manipulate think she the did mist. It mostly to Miss Gotschalk and Thorne were just kind of like, okay, that's fine, and then, because, like, I think I think out. he I think yeah maybe on some level well, he knew like and he's like giving that was... mistrick would trick me or whatever or, so, or something along those lines. Yeah, I just think that. I mean, I guess it's smarter on his part to not just like instantly yeah. like attack you know what, when he, she does he that. Know. I don't think he knew for sure that they were there for that yet. Once he once he figured it out, he was obviously all about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My okay. So then my next note from that point is. Um, Annabeth going off the cliff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think that's when you kind of the first point in the in the in it, in either of the book so far because there's only been two. But at this point, this is the first like really like I felt like you know like a dire moment like like this is not gonna end up um. like good like the Annabeth just felt the cliff and I just felt like this was the first time like I actually felt like one of the characters was in like true turmoil. I would say turmoil. second after Tyson and like the CSS confederate that Cleese's boat blows up and he's like down there cause okay yeah yeah, yeah. you're meant you're to right, you're right. that he's dead yeah but he would mean yeah that's true they did they did you're right you're right yeah I and I think it's I think it's cool to see um a book that's you know you know obviously for a younger audience like take on these darker darker themes and you know the whole the whole universe you know if depending on what audience you're writing for it could be a lot darker and could be a lot you know like more mature but the way he writes it you know it keeps it friendly for kids but it also keeps it serious enough for older readers to follow yeah, along and enjoy that's, it it's amazing that's all i can really say about it that's he's really skilled there this is my next note is actually um, before annabeth goes off the cliff is when Grover and then okay. the first Italian Grover come to save the day, or and Annabeth come save the day, just like I like the that not a, I I wrote subtle in Greece in Grover's powers, but not really subtle. But like he's learning his 
like says read pipe songs. He's able to kind of like he's able to grow weeds that weeds that wrap around Doctor Thorne's legs, and that's something he he never really been able to do before. And it's kind of mm-hmm. mentioned further about that he like knows tracker songs and stuff like that. So I, guess, I think it's pretty cool that Edward's progressing. Yeah, I think I think Grover is a character that he seems like he's not like you know the strongest. Uh, yeah, obviously he's not the strongest, but I think he's a character that people don't or people could tend to not take seriously, but I think Grover, especially later on in the series, you know, he kind of finds his purpose and finds what he's meant to be meant to do. And he, he definitely to, to me is one of the characters that evolves the oh, most absolutely. throughout the books. Absolutely. Yeah. From book one to book five, like Grover's a completely oh, yeah. different character. It's, almost. It's, it's amazing. Especially after yeah, book after four, before, like he becomes a beast. Book four sends Let's him see, over well, the edge. Well, maybe ahead of what your next note is. And we'll, so that way we don't get too far ahead of, or we each other are. Um, my next note just has Artemis with three, uh, three exclamation uh, points. She destroys, <laughs> like, turns all the mortals into deer. <laughs> Whatever she does, the she turns into ravens. I, I put ruthless. Yeah. Artemis is ruthless. <laughs> I, yeah, I did not know that. I either. love, I love That's Artemis. That's insane um, though. She's like, they're not allowed to witness my hut. It turns them all into ravens. It's like, good lord. So here's here's another thing that that, that people listening oh um, are gonna hate me for. I was actually I was actually excited for the third movie to come out, even though it never did, because I was excited to see Artemis portrayed. Because I I love Artemis. I think Artemis is probably one of the most interesting characters or the interesting gods. I like I like the whole idea of the hunters, and I think the whole the whole hunters group is probably one of the most interesting they aspects have been of the book. I, more, but, you know. Something about yeah, maybe just the fact that they're not. Um, like in the book more, they're not as important. I think but, that's something that it has yeah, like kind of like a shroud of mystery around it. That's cool that interesting. I mean, we've had like Percy's mom could was a more is immortal. Like Rachel Dare is, is immortal, but they can see them in the mist, and like she also has just regular mortals that are part of her hunt, which I think is pretty great. Pretty yeah, fascinating. yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think I think of all the gods, like you know, you think of like Greek gods, you think Zeus, Poseidon, Hades, but like Artemis is kind of you know, she's not in the spotlight all the time and I think her I like her uh, like her like just kind of like what she has going for her and like you know she has these group of girls that are all hunters and they're all crazy and insane and amazing and it's just like like these girls are like like really really like talented hunters and they're there's just something about the characters especially um, like Zoe like Something about the yeah, characters you know, the themselves Zoe, that are just we'll talk about Zoe more as it goes on, but Zoe is like, tremendous and like her tie in. Oh yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> you'll just all save it for for later, but for like later books. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> it hurts. Yeah. Um, my next note is Bianca uh, joining the hunters. I think I do. I you got know. something before that? Because Bianca does uh, Bianca join before. Okay. Yeah, she does. You're good. Go ahead. So, I re- I actually read this from from one of the Reddits on the Percy Jackson subreddit. Um, I think it's it's good and bad that she joined the Hunters. Good because you know she's been in the in the Lotus Casino for what seventy uh, years. Something like that, yeah. It's like nineteen thirty. Something like crazy, right? Yeah, so Probably, actually, 30, 40 years know, between there. This book takes place in their timeline. I think 2007. 
and she's been taking care of Nico in this hotel, and they haven't really had a family. I mean, Hades is their dad, but their mom Probably hasn't really been around. And I, <laughs> you don't. You, yeah. Yeah. I, no, no, I, I know. Uh, that's not what I meant by like hasn't been around. It's like she's not like a Debbie yeah. mom. Maybe she's okay. actually dead. That's not what I mean. But I mean, like they've been on their own. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. And so I think Bianca, as being the older sibling, has had to watch out for Nico and all that. So I think her decision to join the Hunters is good because it gives her a chance to, you know, be less responsible in a way and, you know, just kind of focus on herself. Um, at the same time, in in learning all of this crazy stuff, you know, you're learning about these Greek gods and monsters and all that, they haven't known about this stuff for more than a half hour, and she's ready to just jump into this and leave Nico to fend for himself. In well, a way, I it seems kind of selfish. I don't even know she denies it being and, selfish when Percy talks to her about it later. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think I, I I get her reasons, but I can also see from like from from like an outsider standpoint, like that's like like Bianca, what are you doing? This is crazy. Like you're just gonna leave Nico after you learn all this crazy like stuff. Like you're just gonna leave him behind. But at least I think it's interesting. Camp and stuff first, where he's. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I don't, I don't. And I've on that subreddit actually said that does Bianca even love Nico at all? And I don't think that's the. I don't think that's the issue. I think the issue here is just Bianca's done being the responsible one. She's ready to just, you know, worry about herself and fend for herself and, you know, do her own thing, which it might be selfish, but at the same time, when you've been taking care of your younger sibling for, for, you know, who knows how long, like it's, you deserve a break and you deserve to, you know, do your own thing. So, so I think, I think Bianca's an interesting character that doesn't last very long. Um, Yes, I think it'd be. Yeah. I think it's interesting because maybe you know, and because I'm sure it says it in here. But how old is Bianca? Like, is she like fourteen or something? I don't remember. 13, uh, okay. she's t- 13, 14? That's, I think that'd just be in like an alternate timeline if she's like older than person. Yeah, Nico's. Nico's I think I Nico's that, like sure. nine or ten. But I just don't remember how old it said she was. Let me see if Grover says it in here. But like, I wonder. Like, it's an alternate universe of like she's. I guess she's older than Percy. And, like, she's the daughter of Hades, so that she would fit the prophecy or whatever. I just think it'd just be a fascinating thing. Yeah, I don't... I don't... I don't... There... Who, actually... That would be... I wonder how old Bianca was, because... She... I mean, I know... Later on, Nico yes, does Nico, fit the yeah. prophecy. I mean, I guess... Unless Bianca's already 16, but there's no way. So I guess she technically could have been part of the prophecy, too. <laughs> I don't see it in here. Yeah, she's, like, she's definitely no, not older she than Percy, but but if she didn't die, she could have. Well, I guess even if she was but became she a hunter age, of Artemis, which she, why it was kind of how Talia she could have that, that she became a hunter. She became a hunter. Yeah, so she wasn't. It wasn't yeah. her. Let's see the yeah yeah yeah. That's a later. Save that for later. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that, I don't, it, it doesn't really say. No, I know what you're saying that. Yeah, so, so I would right. assume like twelve or thirteen. Yeah, she definitely she couldn't have been older than Percy yeah. at this point. Um, see, this, see. But that's interesting to think that if she didn't join yeah. the Hunters, she would have been I mean, a potential candidate for the prophecy. And plus, I, mean, I think I think it just would have been not, not saying giving, killing Nico would have been a good idea, but just like if it would have been, it could have been plausible possibly for like because I mean, because for Bianca to be the. 
the person of the prophecy because Nico's like five years younger than Percy or four or five years younger, and like they're not gonna like kill Percy and, like go like four or five years ahead. You know what I mean? And have it be him. So like, there's not much. Once Talia kind of joins the hunters, mm-hmm. it comes obvious that it's Percy, no matter what. Yeah, because they yeah at this point in the books, if you know what. I mean, this is looking from an outside standpoint and not a uh, like in-universe standpoint, but if you're on book three and you know that there's only five books in the series, you just, at this point, if if Nico is if Nico is potential for the prophecy, but he's like five years younger, then you know for sure. Yeah, like, there's no way it can't be person I mean. at this point, unless they reveal you're a new character. Weird but, does. He's like, oh, there's also Hazel, who's so also yeah. a daughter of Hades, who also somehow. Was not it was like gone for like seventy years. I guess, honestly, if they because they're alive alive at the same time or in the same universe, I guess at some point, if they all knew each other in the first series instead of the second one, I guess Hazel Jason, could have obviously. been considered for it. Yeah, and but so could have Jason. Yeah, yeah. I wonder because I wonder how that would work with Roman. Like it's a Greek prophecy from Apollo, so I I, I would assume it has to be from a Greek demigod. You know, like. I mean, does Apollo have like a uh, a Greek yeah, or a uh, Roman side? Is he Mercury? No, it's not. It's Hermes. Um, no, it's that's yeah, it's, um, uh, Hermes, Apollo. I think. I think you're right. I don't I think, think Apollo and Armas have Greek or Roman. He's just Apollo. Because he he's there was Helios and they gave yeah. him Hel- Helios to Apollo. Is she's Artemis the same way? Uh, no, are you sure? Artemis is Greek gods Diana, or Greek god Artemis, Roman named Diana. Yeah, I, but she doesn't have kids, so we really? really see anything about her, like in the Roman huh. side of things. So, and, I mean, yeah, that's probably about, why. Yeah. She talk about Artemis isn't really yeah. talking about as a a big time god. So, we probably we probably didn't learn about it in sixth grade. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, my next note is. Yeah. Um... Uh, this is, I mean, you might actually have a note for this. Like, this is, like, two pages after the Bianca Jones the Hunters, how Percy describes Apollo as, like, looking exactly like Luke minus the scar, essentially. And I was like, oh, hello, <laughs> Mr. Hot Man. Yeah. I love that. I just thought it was funny. And, like, I, I wonder if that, like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I like... Know, like, I'm trying to think of, like, a symbolism that could possibly be, but I don't really, I don't really know. One thing I liked about this book is, and I didn't re- think about it until, you know, after, at this point I've already read two Trials of Apollo books. Um, Apollo in this book is portrayed exactly how he's portrayed in sure. in Trials of Apollo. As far as, like, personality goes. So I think it's interesting, to, I think it's not necessarily interesting, but it's just kind of funny to see that, like, you know, Apollo is the same character throughout the whole series, which shouldn't be interesting, but when you've got multiple book series going, just like, and then you've got one based on Apollo himself, like, just to go back to, like, the first time he's ever used in the books, like, he's, he's really uh-huh. the exact same character. <laughs> I thought that was kind of interesting. Let's see, uh, what's your next one? Uh, the next one I have is Zoe getting her prophecy. Bit, don't you? Um, I think. Yeah, my next, yeah. <laughs> the only one I had was it was a good I, way of recreating hiding Taya's height, fear of heights, the ironic fear of heights, um, and kind of using it to hide it behind the 
drunk driving of her mom. The like is that that's usually why she can't drive the sun chariot. So I, I think that was just kind of. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just I think it's just a, a good way to kind of hide a later reveal. I guess is the word. Is like oh that's always, that's always the reason. Yeah, it's a cool way to kind of build build yeah, the like, build the backstory behind it. Drunk driving, that. That's why she died, and that's why you're afraid of it. He, she's like, yes, of course, obviously, mm-hmm. and then later, obviously, he finds out about what it is. But see, then yeah, my next note isn't until mm-hmm. Percy talks to Sally or his mom through the. So you here, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my next one is just Zoe get air prophecy, and it's. It's not really about the prophecy. It's just more about mm-hmm. the oracle like leaving the. And also, it's, it's a much longer prophecy than that before. <laughs> Which. Because it's five shall go west, the goddess yeah, of change. Yeah. One shall be lost in the land without rain. The bane of Olympus shows the trail. Campers and hunters, the combined prevail. The titans curse must one must one withstand, and one shall perish by a parent's hand. And like the other ones were like three and four lines. This one's six. So. I think it's interesting too when, when the prophecy's read and it's hunters mm-hmm. and campers together prevail. Um, I think. I feel like, you know, the way prophecies work and they're you know mysterious and whatnot. I feel like Zoe must have known that she can't take all girl campers and it's gonna work no, out I mean, that way. Like, I'm sure she knew, but it, how? I just, I just, I feel like, I, I feel like Percy going on the quest is obvious like not from like our standpoint of like reading the books but i feel like even from like a universe standpoint like i feel like oh yeah but personally on the question been obvious the hunters of artemis don't travel with men so it makes sense and she lets them stay no i so know but i mean yeah that's yeah right. once he, could have been yeah once he shows up i think she's also i could go worse i think also yeah, I mean, she probably isn't really everything after that Privacy. She's never, never really thinking clearly because she obviously knows that she's she's screwed. Her dad's gonna kill her. And so I think I'm sure that affected how she was seeing things. You know. Yeah, that's something I definitely want to talk about when we get to that point. Because. Yeah. Um. The next thing I have is Mr. D and Percy talking. Sally, what happens next? Um, About. See, it says great mm-hmm. quote from Sally. Let me, let me read. <laughs> um, go for it. Hang on, real quick. Why are you reading that? Um, let me just. Um, if you guys have tuned into episode one and two, um, let us know I'm if sure you like this better. audio quality better <laughs> because we have gotten, we've gotten the, yeah we've gotten these microphones now so, um. We've, I've never had a microphone. Seth's never had a microphone before, so we're trying to mess with the audio settings and get it tuned right. So if this sounds good to you, let us know. If it sounds bad, if you want us to adjust something, or you have any advice on how to adjust it, or anything at all, just um, let us know. I don't know what. Uh, I don't, there's a few things on here that I could have been meaning that for, and I think I think what I was talking about. But I think great, great quote from what Sally. Did you I think it was when she says, "Percy, whatever you decide, I love you. I know you would do what's best for Annabeth." And he he asks, "Like, how can you be sure? Because she do the same for you." I think that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. But I think, that, yeah, it was. I just think it's Sally. Be, Sally is the coolest person in the world. Is really what I mean by that. Which is interesting because at this no, point, course, Percy and Annabeth aren't they're like obviously together. Like, they're obviously best friends. Yeah. Yeah, they've moved. They've moved into you know. 
it's like, why aren't uh, you guys together know, at this still, point? I don't know if they're at that point. I don't know if they get... They don't really get to that point until, like, Battle of the Labyrinth when Annabeth is excited. We'll save that for later, but when she's ready for their... Excited for their date at the beginning of the book. I'd say that's when it really... Because I, cause I don't... Cause, Actually, yeah, you're right, you're right. Between, so probably between well, book three and four is probably when they get view, to that I'll, point. I'll do both the point of view. So this is oh, my extensive fan fiction reading. Um, I think from Percy's point of view, he, he doesn't really realize it until like the last Olympian that he that he likes her that way. Like until like the very end of that. He's a, he's a coolest boy. And yeah. She doesn't realize it. Yeah. I don't think she realizes it until she like, they're writing back from after the, I, during the end of this book. And she kind of sees like, you can't, you, you never thought I was dead. And like, I think that's when she, and he has to dance with her. I think that's when she was like, okay, I, yep, I, because like she because she's all she's gonna drop hunters. Well, yeah, because she's a lot more into like the whole emotional yeah. aspect, and Percy's like a like, so teenage boy. Like, just like I don't know you talking about this. Until Tally and Tally joins it instead, and then she's like, yeah. we realize, oh yeah, Percy, I'm fine. You know. So, uh, my next note is also Mr. Yeah. B, and I assume we're gonna talk about the same thing. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna go ahead. I just want to character death go for it? why he hates heroes so much. Was that what you had? <laughs> Okay, so mm-hmm. I guess the basic thing was he uh, yeah. marries. What is her name? Adrian Ari, 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 I don't know how you say that. The girl with the streak. I, and after, the girl with the streak. After Theseus is like, I'm just going to uh, screw yeah. you over desperately, and I just think it's. I think it's just a very cool way because, like, I mean, usually that's how grumpy people are portrayed. Like most books, like there's usually a reason for it. I think it's just very cool that he found a, a girl that was just. Desperately sad and alone, and he, like took he married her, took care of her, saved her, uh-huh. saved her broken heart from a hero that a great hero because Theseus is like one of the most well known heroes of all time, and I just think it's pretty cool that the, 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 like his whole issue with heroes and that Percy pretty much from that point on is like I'm going to change your change your mind here, that not all heroes are bad. I think it's also, and this probably isn't on it's, purpose, it's but they talk about. I, <laughs> to be honest. How do you say her name? Yes, yeah, true, yeah. Or how do you say her name? Like Adri- Ari- I, don't I don't know how to say her name. <laughs> Ar- Arid- whatever whatever the girl's name is. I think it's funny how they talk about her. This yeah, is pretty true. important I, in I, the I, next I, book. I'd almost guarantee you. Like, not her character. Like, not, not yeah, like her herself. Her but story. Her whole. And I also just like the fact that that he lets him go on the quest, like, like sneak out from camp because he's like, there's a good chance you're gonna die. So, yeah, you gonna go. die. I hope it's one of you. <laughs> Are you one of them? Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's awesome because I feel like Mr. D actually doesn't hate Percy. Oh, yeah. I just think he has Perry to kind of like, give that impression. Or like Peter Johansson. Yeah. It's awesome. So Peter my, next, Jackson. my next note is not for a very long time. It's also my last one. I don't know. I don't know what. I, I think. Like, I was super tired reading this at work. I think I just. I, I, I just skipped so much. I didn't skip it, but I think I just skimmed it and not necessarily took it all in. But my next one is until, like, page 202, which is, like, a while away. So, you go ahead. Jesus Christ. Um, so, my next one is um, in the museum the with Luke and... Uh, I mean, actually, I don't know if they're in the museum, but it's with Luke and the guy he's calling, like, the general or whatever, who ends up being Atlas... Um, and just the whole, um, like summoning the, what do you call him? The spar uh, toy or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what they're called. I think it's spar toy or spar tie or. You're looking for it. 
Are you looking at that? That seems right. Uh, is it the kit? It's been there in the museum. It's right after Percy leaves. Oh, that's a, that's a cat. Hold on. Huh? Uh, no, it's there's the Luke and Drachni? the. No, that's not what you mean. It's an S word. I'm just looking at S word. No. Uh, yeah, it's like spar. It's S P A. R T O I. Yeah. Um. I like, I like the books. Um, the book kind of, you know, you got obviously you got Luke again, which big villain. Um, it's kind of interesting to see from his side, like what's going on. Um, the general. Um. Um, I think it's cool that the way he wrote it to kind of like leave it in sort of like a mysterious like who's Luke talking to who's the general like I think it's cool I think it's cool that you know they don't wait you know like till the end of the series to reveal who the general was like I like the fact that it's pretty direct and to the point as far as like you only have to wait like a couple chapters to find out who the general actually is um another thing too um and this might I think I might have skipped over this one I didn't I didn't read this one um I skipped over this note. Um, Percy has a dream yes. about well, a dream, Annabeth like holding a, up the sky. Vision. Or, or, yeah, but it, I think it was Luke well, and no, her in a cave, like holding, holding up, up a sky, boulder like, at the top of Mount Tam. I, like, to him, Are you I, sure? I, I thought he was like holding up a boulder. Was he just saw like a, a swirl. He just saw something, and it's. I mean, I mean, it's obviously what actually happens. Yeah, yeah, but. But there's two things. I, so the first thing is that, like, Annabeth holds up the sky for a, probably, like, a total of, like, two uh, days, maybe? Yeah, probably. Book time? I would say. Cause it will... Percy holds it up for, like, maybe ten minutes. And Percy's got, like, gray hair going on. So I can only imagine, like, I think they only talk about Annabeth having, like, a little bit of gray hair from doing it. Like, the amount of, like, strain, but realistically like two days of holding it up like she's got to be a lot more beat up than the book like lets on about either that either that or she's like insanely strong compared to percy it's always said that she can keep the crap out of whenever she wants to and i I think artemis's theory she's a strong maiden or whatever she says like when percy's like she holds it up i can do it and i think she says she says something along those lines and that seems to be a a key element most greek yeah i just I just thought it was interesting that that she, uh, like, in like real time, she probably hold the sky for two days while Percy hold well, it for it like also, probably thirty we also minutes. Don't really know, cause I don't, if I that, because Percy had the and dream, it seemed like they had the same. And I think by then, not have been, 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 not have been as long as we think it is. He might not just have, he might not just not have known mm-hmm. about it, you know. Yeah, she could have been doing. That's it a true. Lot I guess Artemis could have been holding up for the for the most so, part. And I, I, I ended up definitely did longer than Percy did. That's but, true. Yeah, that would that would explain why they have the same injuries from it. Um, see, that's my note. My next note, and then like I said in the museum with the general, and then um, Percy encountering mm-hmm. Doctor Thorne again. I have that one. Um. I think the I, the reason I put that as a note, honestly, is I just like the Manticore. Um, I looked up a bunch of like pictures of him, just like like old Greek mythology pictures. He looks sweet. So 
that's the only reason I put that. There's not really anything to talk about with it. Um, yeah, and then I don't have a note until um, until the um, oh, the geez. Talus statue or whatever. I think it's. Is that what your note is, or is it past or the before that? Statue. Uh, Okay, hang on, before we, so then, real quick, do you want to just go through, since we don't have any notes until then, do you want to just go, yeah, we probably like, should. Where am I at? Yeah, like a summary of what happened since then? Where, oh, okay. Um, yeah, so it's kind of, from where you are, Percy goes and warns the, the others about the skeleton people coming and the, whatever they end up fighting, I think the smart, what is that, hold on, I still I found that name you're talking about. And they fight the Nemi. I didn't see it. Whatever. It says um, it in there. The Nemi, yeah, the Nemi lion. They fight him and they the Nemi lion and yeah. defeat it. And Percy ends up with the lion's pelt, which I think the only person before Percy to defeat it was Hercules, who Zoe also knew. So once again, just really cool tie-ins, mm -hmm. I guess. We work for that. Proving that Percy's a beast. Proving um, that Percy is they get, they, amazing. They're kind of lost, wandering around, and they end up finding Apollo and giving them all a ride. A pretty long way. And they all get their own car with their own music, which I thought was pretty cool. And. and Apollo drives them to where. Uh, but yeah, New I, Mexico, I, don't, I don't know where Apollo's been for like the last two quests they've had. It's like, bro. <laughs> Percy yeah. and then it just literally with LA like, five, like two years ago. You couldn't yeah, he just shows ride. up this quest. Um. Oh, yeah, it is. But I think it's. I think it's just because yeah, Artemis like, is involved. Suck, Come on. Like, when they were like. <laughs> Just struggling in like the middle of New Jersey when that would do it in the middle yeah. of the woods, you couldn't be like, I'll just give a ride somewhere, you know. But I guess he, it wasn't. It wasn't for his little sister, as he calls her, which I think is also <laughs> tremendous. That just always calls her that. Uh, and, the, and then we also kind of get the first Percy tired yeah. in depth argument, you know, <laughs> where he, um, where he, she was like, they're talking about the, yeah. her past with Zoe and the Hunters and how how he chose Luke over the Hunters and. Zoe told her that Luke was gonna let you down one day, and I was like, "That's that's hurtful. That's that's that hurts." Um, and she Percy's like, "That's harsh. You have to admit that she was right." And Tally loses her mind. It's like he Luke never let me down. And Tally, Percy kind of kind of tells her, tries to convince her that Luke's not the same Luke. And then she kicks her out of the car, and then is like, "Percy, Annabeth wanted to join the Hunters too. Maybe you should think about why." Which I guess is her hinting that Annabeth was. One of Luke two, I guess. Uh, it's the only thing I can come up with. Also, I think it's explained later, kind of by Annabeth herself, that she didn't really know how yeah. she saw Luke. Because when you're like thirteen years old, love is love, you know. Like you don't really, you don't really distinguish the two, the kinds of love until mm -hmm. so. Yeah, and I don't think. Yeah, it's a different like, love than, like, like a... That, it's a different it love than, like, like Percy you know, as an adult. <laughs> talking to Rachel, like, kills Bennett a lot more than anything Luke ever did, but she was younger then, too, so I guess... I don't really know. Um, so then Apollo gets them to... I think you're right. It's, like, somewhere in New Mexico? Yeah, they're in Cloudcroft, New Mexico. Yeah, I think it's New Mexico. But before that, Percy also has a dream about uh, Hercules and Zoe... When Hercules slays Laid in the, the dragon, because she was one of the 
her, or is it her, her spadites, or her, whatever they're called, her and her sisters. Yeah, I don't either. And that's when she gives Hercules. Yeah, her I don't time. know how to pronounce it. <laughs> but I don't. I don't want to try saying the official word. And mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know. I also learned something about geography. Yeah. We should at least. Yeah, should at least like Cersei's up. We should. Like, so we should get better at Greek words. Um, yeah. See, they run into more skele- skeletons. Uh, then, then Grover calls for. I don't know if he calls for, but they end up getting the, the boar. And. Yeah, that's that's yeah that's something interesting. I didn't actually write it down, but that's Grover's first encounter um, or sign that like Pan is still out like, there. He felt like a gust of wind or something. I can't remember. Or no, you know, I guess he was like you. He smelled the scent of Pan, but it was actually the fleece. So never mind. You're right. Yeah, yeah. This is the first time he actually gets like some, yeah. any sort of like verification or contact or anything that you know. What they're searching for, like Pan, is still out there. Basically, they're searching for Pan, and he's still there. Which is cool, but I think it, I think it yeah, I mean, he, gives Grover he, he you know new hope, and it kind of motivates Grover. Or they don't care. Yeah, it's but like, I yeah, think it's... Zoe herself is like I'm Zoe's around for like years. three like two thousand years and she's like she felt the presence of Pan herself there. And we also find uh we also worry about Ty's fear of heights and how Percy of course makes fun of her for it, which I enjoy. Because sarcasm is king. See they ride the boar mm-hmm. until sunset mm-hmm. and they end up at uh I I guess we find we find it later to Physis's like junkyard. Yeah, the Junkyard of the Gods. Hey, go Junkyard of the Gods. The Junkyard of the Gods, yeah. Um, Ares and the Aphrodite. They run show into up, which is an Ares and Aphrodite. That girl in a bath. She's cool. You should really. You should try liking her. And it's, it's not what she says, but it's kind of what she's like. You know, she's like, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna make your love. Yeah. Percy's like. is trying to drop like these subtle like, hints, and Percy's just like. Uh. She, Percy just. She tells Percy like, don't forget about yeah. Artemis and the Hunters. That, that's their. Thing. You you concentrate on getting Annabeth, which is what he was pretty much doing anyway. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, which is cool because I I, I like the fact that uh, our, uh, Aphrodite is always no matter what kind of turmoil uh, is awesome. always like, looking I, for I the relationship or the love in the in the whole situation. Contrast with people, Ares and Aphrodite be dating. You know, <laughs> it's just so weird, it's so weird. And how he's like, I, can, I would kill you, but my girlfriend yeah. would like it. You know, I just think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. Um, see, so then they fight yeah, Talos. They're the oddest couple. Hephaestus is, is original. Yeah. Or not original, but one of his original creations. And that's, they said, they, they were kind of warned to touch anything in the junkyard, but it comes out later that Zoe took the myth of magic Hades. And we don't really know why. Yeah, Bianca. Sorry. And you mean uh, Bianca? And that's when Bianca yeah. climbs inside and, um, and kills it. I think. So this is the note that I put um, for this one, and it's both parts represent like she, Bianca knew that like Nico was like super into the like the mytho magic game, and so even though they were told not to take anything, yeah. like when she saw it, like she had to take it. 
like for him like of course she does and that kind of counters the argument yeah. that bianca doesn't care about nico or that you know did he ever love her because you're into you're on this quest and even yeah, in all this crazy that has happened so far you're still thinking about your but little think... brother back at camp and i think it's also i think it's also cool that i mean it's not cool i guess but it's it's interesting that she she almost it shows her maturity by owning up to the fact that you know she messed up and she's willing to like yeah, fix it by um, giving her life what she ends up doing to say like i i think we read this later maybe i'm making it up entirely but i think bianca knew who their their dad was am i making that up and i don't remember how or why maybe haiti says it at some point mm-hmm. i don't i don't know now i think about it but i just feel like i remember like that's why she took it partially is because she knew but I don't know how she would have known. But maybe I'm, I'm probably getting my my plots mixed up, you know. I, I'll, I maybe we'll see. We'll find out later. I don't remember that, but I that's just, possible. I just feel like that's something I had seen. Maybe I read. A, maybe it was a theory that I read that she knew. Yeah, maybe I'll. As we keep reading, I'll keep an eye out for that and see if I notice any of that. I don't know where they are here, but <laughs> I don't remember honestly. Looks like they, they're kind of close possible. to the dam, so I guess they're in Nevada here. Um, this is my next, my last note, which is why I just thought probably kind of like the first time mm-hmm. that you see Percy and Talia bonding when he like makes an excuse for them not to go up high, so she doesn't get scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's cool that Percy and and. Talia have only known each other for a couple months, and like they, yeah, they already almost feel like they're also, they're familiar it, characters. From, like, like they've known I each guess other the CSC whole time. Monsters and, would have been like if you guys would be best friends or best or just enemies, and they've been enemies for a lot of this, and it's really not until she's like, oh, maybe Percy, like, Percy's look, like looking out for as he does for like everybody. That she's like, because I mean, I I could assume she's much like Annabeth in the, the trusting mm-hmm. department because. Her, she thinks her brother's gone by this point. Like, Luke's betrayed her, and now Annabeth's gone, and her mom's dead. Zeus doesn't really care about her. And he's, he's making, she's, he's like making excuses for them about the, for her fear of heights, you know? Um, my... Yeah. Okay. Um, my next note is in the Hoover That's Dam. The worst character um, of all time. When they run into Rachel Elizabeth Dare. You know why I hate her. <sighs> what? I know, but I think it's then the only, the only thing the only note I have for it is she's Sadly. in book three and then she's a pretty important character in book four. Like for, for example, like who and who I, I feel like someone that was just reading like, for the first time. Would... I hate her. Yeah, like I'd be like a punch in the face. I'd be Hi, I'm Rachel Elizabeth Dare. Yeah, no, I feel yeah. No, but I think it's interesting that someone a character that. If you were reading for the first time through, you wouldn't even think twice about it. Like, you wouldn't remember her name, or you wouldn't really think about it. But then as soon as she comes up in the fourth book, you're like, oh my god, I remember this character. So I think it's cool that he plays her off as such, like, a subtle, like, innocent, like, non-important character. And then instantly, like, as soon as you hear her name mentioned in the fourth book, like, it it brings it full circle. And I think it's really cool. Oh. Yeah, but yeah, um, I don't really particularly like her as a character. What's your next note? So I know how far it had to summarize. Um, after that, I don't have a note until um okay. they talk to. Yeah, we forgot to cover this. Yeah, um, I guess the only thing I just missed it. But the, so, well, I think 
someone from had told Percy to go look for uh, Neris, right? Like the, the old, old man of the sea. Okay, oh, Paul told me that. Mm-hmm. Paul told him to do that. Okay, so they like. Mm-hmm. Actually, hang on. Yeah, I, I don't know why some of it, when oh, you right. just said to see it, it just made me think of something pretty important we passed over. Um, oh, Bessie. the Nessie. <laughs> yeah, Bessie. That's the yeah, the and the, what, what's the the, the, the Oreo? Have you got the Bessie yet? I thought I don't think, I don't think, I don't know how to say I it. I didn't think got the Bessie till now. Ophriotitis. No, it's like right now. No, no, Percy do. Yeah. No, I like, feel Percy like Bessie's already been discovered. Somehow. But, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean, yeah. Yeah. Not as far as, like, the prophecy. Oh, oh that, you're right, yeah, yeah. He does that, like, at the very like, beginning. Percy's already rescu- rescued Bessie. Yeah. Yeah, we're stupid. We need to get better at this. Yeah, with Blackjack. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would have remembered that. You just said something about the scene. That's a pretty important thing for the whole book. That we kind of passed. Find and they they wrestle and then. Yeah, that was a pretty important thing. I just thought. Because she. Yeah, they they burned. Because isn't like, isn't Bessie like the the bane of Olympus or whatever? I don't. I never really understood that. I still don't really don't understand it. Yeah. No, I don't. I think it's something. Yeah. Much deeper the in Greek Ophio mythology than we're Taurus, able to understand. But the Ophiotaurus. That's easy to say. But yeah, so yeah, I, just, I just had to look at it. It's the serpent bull. Ophiotaurus, yeah. That's an awful name. But yeah, so that... Yeah. Yeah, we don't need to... There's not really anything to talk about. It's, I just remembered that we didn't mention that. <laughs> Zoe knew the story about the, sea, the War of the Titans. And I was just like, oh yeah. <laughs> this is the beast that they were, they were looking for. So. Um, he must be set... Yeah, the Ophiotaurus mm-hmm. does not bring down the gods that way from... Being a huge monster, he bring, he must be sacrificed to do so. But there, yeah, okay. Here's okay. This is what Zoe says, so this makes some sense. That's why it's important. Zoe says that, that there they... is power in killing innocents. Terrible power. The fates ordained a prophecy eons ago when this creature was born. They said that whoever killed the Ophiotaurus and sacrificed and chose the fire would have the power to destroy the gods. So there you go. Yep. And. I'll, also, it's a cool. Yep. Most, yep. That's uh, why it's Italian important for them to keep it Olympus safe and sound. Her expression, hungry. First, she describes it as hungry, and like she just, I guess, I don't know what a, a word to describe it would be. You know, um, like I said, that when I when it, when I hear that, it just makes me think. Would things be different if Talia didn't die yeah, and she was still hanging out like, with Luke? Would would Luke turn? Would would she be on his side? She would. Yes, I think she would. A part of me feels like she would. I think it if it probably would have been. I don't know because I think she would too. with Luke. They would have like raised her and. I think I think if they all stayed close like that, I think because well, yeah, it seems think like Luke from the first book, quest. Luke and Annabeth aren't close anymore. Bitterness in any way, you know what I mean? I think because like even without Ty, I think I know I know Ty, Ty being gone. Well, does that? But I think Annabeth would have had a better chance of. She would have had a better chance of that. She's like she's like 
I think Annabeth would have had a chance of joining them if they were all close. And and plus, Annabeth had Chiron, and she would never... And it just doesn't really seem like it's in her personality, because she could be... I think she could have been tempted, too. But I think once she got there and realized that we're we're bringing back... And plus, she's so much smarter. Like She gets how bad bringing back Kronos would be. And while Luke was wearing Sword Simon in Power Hunter. Yeah, yeah, she's like, not just like, yeah, she's like she would have been done a little bit people thinking about it. They just let's just it? destroy the gods. Like, so, it's it's all it's something we'll never really know. Uh, yeah. So then, then Doctor Thorn, the Manticore, returns. Yeah. Um, he everywhere. Like he should be where his, uh, he should break the main villain. Tired of this guy. <laughs> he's constantly finds these guys. Um. Yeah. Yeah, my my next note my next note is not until um the dragon. Okay, no, I got the absolute kind of Mister D helps them. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that because he said because they ask him and he says please. Mm-hmm. And he, I think he also called him Percy by his, his correct name. And yeah, uh, and then yeah, for like the first time okay, ever. So, yeah, so they then. Donna's just kind of tells Zoe, you know where to go next, and she's like, I know where to go, the garden of my sisters, so she's going back home. I think this is when Percy sends Grover to go over with Bessie to get back to camp. And then they get to Annabeth's dad, so. Mm-hmm. The only thing I wrote about Annabeth's dad is I like the fact that oh. he even gave Annabeth's dad, like, like, pretty much screen time, like, I just like. Yeah, it's it's cool. And yeah, that they didn't really write anything that's super it's important just, about it's him. It's cool because you meet her her siblings and you I just like the fact that we got and... a couple pages about him. <laughs> yeah, like and because obviously she's still not get, really. Big it fan really of, gives you more. You can see more. They can see that they, they, they do very much care, which is what she was always said that they never really did. But I think they were just scared for like, the two young twins they had, if anything. That's too cool. So it's like who, and I, you know, mm. of course. Yeah, and, and she'd always... And, Which is yeah, understandable. I, the, I don't think Annabeth understood because she was younger. The but. way to describe that. And... Yeah. Um, and it seems like she gets better about they it get a, as they she get a gets ride older. to the base of the mountain, I guess is what the... The whole point of going to see him was, yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay, well, huh, um, before yeah, that... And then they, they find the dragon... That's my next thing. Percy's like, what happened back on the pier with the, the man of court and sacrifice? And she's like, I don't want to talk about it. And she hesitates and just says, I'm, I was shocked, that's all. Because when they're driving, a lightning bolt hits the car that they're in. And how you assume that it's Zeus. But I'm sure it's obvious. I don't know, I don't know who, maybe Atlas. I guess Atlas probably could have done it. He's probably strong enough to do that. Um, then they get to yeah. the garden. Which the apple has the apple of immortality, the hair, the Hera's wedding gift to Zeus. Then they 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 sneak past the dragon, but mm-hmm. I she gets the dragon gets a little bit of Zoe, and we don't know until later. Yeah, and she there's more important things. Yeah, because she doesn't want to like. And they tell find Artemis, and they find Annabeth as well. Yeah, and make it in that chapter. And that's where you find out Atlas is always father. Da, 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 da. 
Yeah, which, which is um. I think right there, as soon as they revealed that, I, even the first time reading well, through, yeah, I and, knew and, like, and like as soon as they revealed, that, I was like, well, oh, there goes the prophecy. That, but like, also at the same time, they keep I knew before hinting, she died that she was going to like. They kind of keep hinting at Zeus and like his unhappiness with Talia and the lightning bolt in the car. So I mean, they, they, he was definitely hinting, he was definitely hinting at hinting the round. Was, yeah, that's true. If you until you get to the reveal, I guess it, it could have been. But yeah. he also had put in hints about Zoe's past. Zoe would be like a million years old, yeah. too. So then they have their conversation, and Luke, who looks terribly yeah. weak, and he's like in pain as he as he he speaks, uh, trying to talk, trying to talk Talia and the go and go to their side. And that's also kind of because we're talking about Talia joining Luke. Even here, it's like she had the chance to, you know. But it could have. Um, been. I think it. I think it would have been different had she been around him. It's also, as but it also to just like coming back from the dead. And... I think she had a deeper appreciation for Zeus. It seems like yeah, after I the, guess, uh, she I guess. So turned him into a tree instead of just like letting him go to the underworld. I mean, I think she might be mad about it, um, you know, on the surface, but I think deep down... Yeah, I, I think so, but like, I I mean, feel it's, like, you know, just, it's obviously far too many variables. Like, like if Talia had actually survived and, like, lived on lived in the camp, like, all the time, and maybe Zeus would have talked to her, you know? So, I mean, it's just too many variables to have known. Yeah. Yeah, everybody, if, the, if, if that, the, all that one event of her living or dying could have changed the entire Italian book, so... I don't, I don't, because so even if I'm just, I'm just trying to think how cause how it would have worked because like because I I do think Annabeth would have been on the good side still because even like even even during the first quest yeah like, I think even like even during yeah like, I think Annabeth would have but I think like, Talia like, no matter could whose side is on who if like if there's a, a big war I'm on your side because you're my friend you know so even then it's like she's with Percy. And we know where Percy would be, and uh-huh. I think Ty would Ty would also have been torn like between the person she pretty much raised and then and then Luke. So I think I think if anything she would have, like she probably would have turned back and like sacrificed herself to save Annabeth at some point or something if that was something to happen. Um, then what's your next note? Okay. Um, they they um, also they get my next note fight. is in, Ty until the fight Percy tries to fight Atlas and that does not go. Well, at all, and then he decides he goes to Artemis and tries to hold up the sky. And Artemis is like, "You're a fool. Nope. You're a boy." Uh, she had the spirit of Annabeth had the spirit of a true huntress. You will not last so long. And then Percy's like, "I'll die anyway. Just give me the stupid thing." And he, he holds it up, and Ty and Luke are fighting, having this brutal battle. Sounds awesome. And then Artemis tricks Atlas into getting back under his his trap. Mm-hmm. And then Talia beats Luke and wants to and wants to kill him, but Annabeth talk, kind of talks her out of it, and then, or she and tries to talk her out of it, and Luke, Talia kicks her off the kicks her off uh, the mountain anyway. Which I think is, it almost takes what we've yeah, been talking I about think, and kind of like think, gets rid of it because I feel like if Talia's blade is ki- almost killed Luke, Luke then, I think she's smart enough to know that Kronos is not the what side would really she have really been on? If she was going to try something, well, because like, Percy's, Percy's bitter. Like, yeah. Percy's bitter. She, I think she's still like, bitter, but the I don't last think that's what she would. I don't think she would have got to 
Like every every time he talks about it, he's like, "I haven't heard from my dad. I haven't heard from my dad since I saved saved the world that one time." And then I say, I say yeah. he, he says it again. I haven't heard from dad yeah. at all. You know, and like I think it, I think it's just that's just how he is. But I think he's personally smart enough to know. Yeah. And I also think Luke surviving the fall off the cliff. I think he's also already been in the already he already has the curse of Achilles. I think he had to have survived that unless he's like like he had to have, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is something I didn't even think about really, but I, mean, I think you're right. Like, I think falls, like, there's no way he could have like, fallen off the cliff because I mean, Zoe no died. <laughs> there's no way unless he already had. Um, yeah. And Zoe is. Yeah. Zoe's passing away, and she says yeah. she talks about how she can't um, see the stars, which makes me Zoe so dies. It's later. Oh my heartbreaking. god, heartbreaking. Horrible. <laughs> we forgot to talk about Doctor Chase. And then Dr. Chase shows up and, like, kills all the monsters with... He yep. melted down yeah. some of, like, the bronze bullets. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, yeah, I think... I read this on Reddit as, as well, like... Why don't more... Why aren't guns used more with, like, Celestial Bond bronze bullets? Like, why is that not a, like, a more common yeah, thing? And, like, why? Because, I mean, clearly it works. And... Like you know, well, like um, universe wise, like why haven't why hasn't anyone thought of that? I mean, obviously, Anubis' dad has, but why don't they use that more? Why is that not more common? Yeah, because imagine if Percy Jackson just grabbed like an M sixteen, like he would have to be like sword fight. I mean, it takes away from like, the whole Greek like old style comic, but I mean, yeah, there it's I, in I, the I modern age. The so why is that not a thing that like people are considering? Think, as far, I'm sure, like they would kill monsters. Like but guns like, it do. I wouldn't really do much to anyone that it would actually be needed against. You know what I mean? Too. Yeah. It would damage. Well, I mean, social bond bronze like yeah, I mean, swords injure, like, but, like you can't it would, like, like it, help him kill injure gods and titans. So why would the bulls you know? not injure him? Yeah, I think. I'm just sure it's also probably a thing like how are they gonna get all these guns to do it with? You know? And yeah. No. That's that's a lot of gold they had probably to melt down to get. Enough bullets to do that. It probably, probably it. Mm-hmm. yeah. I thought I, mean, I thought about that before. Um, and Zoe dies. Yeah, no, I just so I thought it was an interesting point. Art Artemis, she gets yeah, that's awesome. That's oh god. Makes her a constellation, which is sweet. I. <laughs> where Artemis tells Percy that you did well for a man. And then and they he, head he to Olympus. Say something. He's like, she didn't call me a boy, so I'm gonna going to take that. <laughs> Then Doctor Chase gets used to be the best man alive when he says she, she was impressive, but I still prefer Athena. It's like you're um, awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, then they fly back the, they fly back to they get back on the Pegasus and they fly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they had Percy and kind of have a conversation where she's like, "Thank you for rescuing me. I'm glad you never thought I was dead, but I know Luke isn't dead either. He doesn't believe. He obviously doesn't believe it, and he gets pretty mad about it because he makes it seem like." Well, she kind of says that, like, I know he isn't dead because, uh, the, I know he isn't dead the same way that you know I wasn't dead. And that, he's like, hey, Percy's like, that's not good. I don't, like, I don't like that at all. Um, he's like, I just rescued you. He tried, he kidnapped you. I tried to rescue you. And yet you're still, like, in love with that. Yeah, like, he's just kind of pissed off. Yeah, then he ended up in Olympus. Let's see. Yeah. Um. Let's see. They get back, they see Bob Bessie um, over there. Talia they, they joins the Hunters. <laughs> What to do about that? 
they you can't you can't you can't get to meet the rest of the guys like you get up like you get a Fiesta stuff and if I like Fiesta oh, the... we left they hadn't really met for the main gods but you like you get kind of look and like see all the talk about all their thrones and Demeter's throne and Hera's throne and all that it's because the full council yeah yeah they kind of just kind of yeah, I mean, yeah, like, they give you a more detailed like Olympus just... than they did in, in Lightning Thief um, then Tyler becomes a hunter yeah um and then which is well it's it's, cowardly, it's almost kind of cowardly to just kind of opt yourself out of the prophecy I think it's part of it but she's I think I think just the Luke I don't think that's entirely why she did it but I think it's a part of it like I haven't really known peace Troy since like this is the first like I guess I guess she means like the whole yeah. class I haven't really felt felt peace before so I think it's just and like she needed a new lieutenant and Talion I think Tyree was mm-hmm. was right at least for her guys are no good yeah and then they decided yeah which is unfortunate because we'll never we'll never see Talia as like a like a character again as far as like like a going on quest character like see then they talk about because they he doesn't ever focus on the hunters in like any sort of like like, book or anything he's like let's kill Percy and it's like let's and then this jumping to a conclusion but they decided that they always decided not to then they they have a big party Poseidon graduates Percy on job well done. Yeah. <laughs> and Poseidon kind of tells him, like, I can't kill his boats because bo- all the old titans are in the water and, like, the older spirits that are, like, protecting him and stuff like that. And then Percy and Annab- Annabeth is kind of like, or not Annabeth, Bean is like, you have flaws, Cronus is going to use your flaw, you're going to get us all killed, congratulations. It's basically, basically what she says. <laughs> Like, I hate you. I wish I could kill you. You're alive for now. Great. Um, <laughs> Annabeth and Percy have their, have their dance, which I find tremendously great. Yep. <laughs> and I think... Oh, that's awesome. Um, then, yeah, I guess, yeah. Rebecca can't... First time they ever get, like, any sort of intimacy. <laughs> okay. This is... So this is the big... Honestly, this is the biggest moment in the book for me. Um... I don't yep, know if I'm yep, skipping over yep, some of you have, but um, Percy having to tell Nico that Bianca died, and the only reason it's insane to me is because ten pages ago we narrowed the prophecy down to Percy because, and then ten pages later there's a brand new candidate because of what we figure out about Nico and what mm-hmm. Percy determines from after he like summons the skeleton things away back into the underworld like and then he storms off like in literally 10 pages like the whole book just like takes a whole new turn once again just right after it seemed like percy was the prophecy again like nico comes in and it's oh now nico could be in the prophecy mm-hmm. like i think it happens so quick you know, uh, percy kind of like is like so. percy kind of claims the quest the prophecy is his um which i think is pretty crazy to do Yeah, he just like well, he doesn't know yet either, obviously. But he just like because yeah, like, I mean, especially because of Grover the wording like, of the prophecy. Yeah, like, I think he tried to hide who Nico is from everybody. He promises Gro- uh, Grover and Annabeth, and he Annabeth is like, that's uh, well, Grover's like you don't you can't hide things forever. And he's like I don't need forever. I just need two years until I'm sixteen. 
And then she, they, she's like, yeah, the prophecy might not be about you. It might be about Nico. And Percy's like, no, it's mine. I choose it. And then she's yeah. like, you want all that pressure, essentially? And he's like, I can't let Nico be in any more danger. I owe that to, to Bianca. I let them down, and I'm not going to let them suffer anymore. Which I think is just Percy's Percy, you know? I guess it's... Percy's... I think the, the fatal flaw that apparently Percy can't figure yep, out. Yep, takes Percy back to his classic crazy. traits. And then that's... Then per- Grover comes running out of the big house and says, I just got the... <laughs> I yeah. just heard from and that, Lord of the Wild. That, and they, he said, I await you. So there you go. That's that. That's the end. I think that was a way better way of doing it, honestly. That kind of wraps it up. <laughs> yeah, so just going page by page. Titan's Curse, stuff. book three. Phew. Yeah, I like that a lot better. Yeah. Um. Alright, so once again... I already talked about this, but we really would appreciate some feedback. Um, I think, I think it's it'll be beneficial for us to you know kind of hear what you guys are thinking, even and if you also, just want to say like um, something like I, we're gonna put this know, on the Reddit. I assume sounds good or anything. There, any sort of feedback at all? In the description of it, um, or when you post it, and you hear you'll hear it here. But if we're next, is next? I'm trying to think because we, we talked about this before, like what the Rick Riordan timeline is. Because we were because we were trying to like read a short, make sure we got the short stories in order and everything. Let me look that up real fast. But we're uh, definitely going to be discussing Battle of the Labyrinth next time. So if you like, have discussion mm-hmm. points that you remember from the Battle of the Labyrinth and you want us to make sure we discuss it, you know? Uh, let's see. Yeah, if you guys want to you know, okay, make sure so we talk about something that you noticed in Battle of the Labyrinth, and then it's the demigod files, let us know about so it so that way we can definitely go over it. So should we do like Battle we'll definitely, you know, mention the you. short stories? Or should we do the short stories the last Olympian podcast we do? Um, They're not that long. I think we should um, do Let's read the short stories first and see how long they are. See if we can talk about it. Because we might be able to talk about both of them on the same one. What is Percy Jackson the singer of Apollo? In the world? Yeah, true. The, the truth can also be found on the paperback version of the Hidden Oracle. Isn't that I the Charles don't Apollo? Know. <laughs> it's in the paperback version of that. Um, Percy Jackson narrates a story that tells us about the time when Gro- he was yeah. celebrating Grover's birthday and Apollo turned up. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> well, I guess we might need to figure that out. There's like a whole plot to it. I've never heard of oh, that. Well. <laughs> huh. Jeez. Alright, yeah, well. Either way, we'll, we'll figure that out, and we will let you guys know what's going on with it. But next week will definitely be Battle of the Labyrinth, so don't worry about that. Um, yeah, awesome. I guess that's going to wrap it up. Um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, thanks for all the all the support so far um, on the previous podcast. We're, we're enjoying doing it. It's been a lot of fun, so we want to keep doing it. So keep keep tuning in, keep, keep listening, and, you know, yep, sounds good. Thanks.